This is Recruitment Agency Ignition with Andy Whitehead. Helping you build your recruitment employment business fast. Using digital and automation and one-to-many systems, tools, and inbound strategies. Today we've got a hot seat with the man Keith. Now you guys will recognize that Keith is a previous presenter or um, leader on a former hot seat. And um, lots of you have asked questions around Keith and lots of you have reached out to Keith, etc, etc. So in true one-to-many fashion, we're going to um, go straight to that point and we're going to have Keith on call again today. And as we are now in the middle of the process of building up data sets, you know how important it is. The old school recruiter goes out, picks up, picks up the phone. They send out crappy LinkedIn blasts. They send out uh, 100 or 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, whatever it is, blasts on MailChimp and all that rubbish that um, recruitment does. We're not about that. We're about a process. We've got the data. We've got the system. And we've got inbound around one of our strategies. And today we're going to focus on that. So just to recap, the primary focus of the last two weeks, this week and next week, is around data. It's the most important asset in your business. Cannot stress that enough. When you sell your business, investors want to see you've got a process, and it starts off with the data sets. So if there's 10,000 clients in your marketplace, you should have 10,000 clients in your database. Now, of course, you'll never get it 100%, but we're always working towards that 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100. That's what we're moving towards all the time. And your business is going to grow, and your data set will grow. You let the old school recruiters go out there, pick up the phone and do their one-to-many and go network and go for coffees and the other stuff that makes me cringe. Let them get on with it. We're not about that. We're about data sets. We're about getting into a process. Then we've got the inbound. This is just for what we call a campaign. So this is not referencing authority. It's not referencing attraction. It's not referencing um, any of the other content pieces. This is just about a campaign. And the only clients now and the only candidates now, what do we do? What do we do? That's what we're focusing on, a campaign. So this isn't the only thing you'll do in your business, but it's going to be one of the first things you do do in your business. It's something that will run your business every single day until the environment changes. And I reckon, as I said in last week's call week before, we need to be thinking about all of us. Three-year exit plan. If I want to exit my business in three years, what do I need to have in place? So I'd be focusing, if I was you, what can I do in the next three years? And the strategy we're using here, it may well get... um, blocked out it may well get um, uh, manipulated so we can't use it and again we'll go out and create another new strategy so this is huge cannot stress it enough the previous two weeks this week and next week are huge they are the most important things you're going to do in your business to get direct clients and candidates bar nothing so today primarily we're going to focus on the data sets but then because Keith is doing some really cool things and lots of you have asked us about this how's Keith built up the data sets we covered this on a previous hot seat we're going to go through um, an updated version. Secondly, Keith's now, now got a business whereby originally he had an office and he had. We can share a story himself in a second. Now he's got a remote business. And some of you might remember Keith's outcome was, Andy, I want to be working from my laptop. And I'm pretty certain, Keith, you referenced Barcelona on the previous hot seat. And uh, I know from the emails we've had and the conversations that you're looking to now get to, I believe it is Thailand for a period of months. So working literally from your laptop. Not, not everyone wants that. But you only get that ability when you've got a systemized business. So even if you want to work in an office, if you get that systemized, you've got something you can scale the living backside out of. So important. And number three, how's Keith 
changed his role in the business. This is so important. So we've been brought up in, in recruitment. This is your role as a recruiter. And most of it's bullshit. Most of it's bullshit. Um, essentially, you're, you're told to act in a certain way and behave in a certain way. And it's the old school way of really what's clever about that process. Nothing. We're a business owner. We're looking to create a business that's worth whatever your figure is. You know, um, I don't know what your figure is. You get to the first six-figure month. It could be looking to get you first, whatever your figure is. But we're a business owner. We're not inside the business doing jobs that are menial and really, well, it's, it's not productive for your business. And the reason why Keith is on the call today is outside looking at Keith, once he's hit go on this and he's got his mind into, shit, this works, He's got his mind into, right, my job's actually not to do the doing. My job's to actually become a puppet master. So your genius might be different. Some of you love the fact you've got to speak to candidates. Some of you want to keep talking to clients. Awesome. Set your business up in that way. Lots of you don't want that. Lots of you only work in two, three days a week. That's where you need to be focusing and get the business set up in that way. That's where we need to be moving towards. So the constraint in the business, you might be a brand new business or you've got um, no clients, no candidates. Right, the first constraint, we need to get clients and candidates now. We need to get them in now. The next constraint would be, Andy, shit, I've got too many clients. I've got too many leads. What do I do? Right, let's fix that constraint. Andy, I've got too many candidates. What do we do? Let's put a filter in place. But what Rick has done here is identified the constraint. She's looked internally. You know what? This marketing bit, I love. I actually don't like the, that final bit. Good, let's fix it. So the lesson there, guys, and to go through those again briefly again and write these down, number one, it's the simple things that give you the big results. Creating a seven-figure business comes from the simple things. It's not from something clever. It's not from shiny object syndrome. It's not from applying 20 strategies at once. It's applying from just three, four at once. So with this chap, I've already said to him, next year, great. See, so you're on course for this. I've already said to him, right, what are we going to do next year? Let's not sit on this and celebrate. Let's Pat each other on the back a little bit, and he's always promised to take me out for dinner when he comes to the UK. But let's next year, okay, let's see if we can get the seven figures this year. What if we do? What's next year about? Is it completely removing you from the business so you're not in it anymore? Or are we looking to get to two million, two million, three million? What's the outcome we're looking for? So understand the simple things will get the big results. Some of you are very, very proud and excited because suddenly you've got this business and all these cool things are happening, and you're not working anywhere near as hard as you were. And once it's up and running, that is, yes, it's hard to get up and running. You've got to move. Don't sit back on it. How can I double what I've done already? Ryan went from, was it 2K a month, Ryan, to 30, 40K in, in two weeks. Right. Awesome. How can we make sure that happens again next month? Or how can we make sure we get 100K within two, three months? How can we make sure what? Let's not rest on it. It's the simple things that will make it happen. Secondly, iterative is the key lesson here, guys. Go through a process, share the metrics, then we can improve. Thirdly, what's the constraint right now? What do you need to fix right now in your business? If you've got no clients and candidates, and right, is it the right thing to be focusing on tweaking the font on your website? Well, I've made it explicitly clear you must get this campaign running. What's the constraint right now? That's what we need to be doing. So the lessons for me are around the wins this week. Now, you might remember Keith. He was on Get Paid More and Work Less before. You might remember... Humonics is the company. You might remember he had 483 candidates for one of his first campaigns. He shared his metrics with us, some really, really cool stuff. But you also remember what he said was about dabbling. But when he got into it, he made things happen. Now look at his metrics here. 94% for one two-week period. The average is 75%. 
currently 82%. That's as in clients, or in this case, candidates come into him. Come into him. All of his business, interviews from June is all through these strategies. So the lesson here is application. So why this second hot seat? Well, the first is the following. He's moved from the office into remote. He's got remote recruiters now. Secondly, he's realizing it's an iterative process. Business is iterative. I mentioned last week, my wife's reading that book, A Life, a Life Less Traveled. In life, is problems. They're always going to come up. We have to come up with new strategies. It's iterative. Next, he's systemizing the business. Next, he's understanding it's one step at a time. This is so important, guys. Don't go in and go, shit, I've spent four weeks doing this. It's not working. And I've got something really funny to tell you in a second. We're going to share how he gets his data sources. We're going to share how his role has changed. We're going to share how he no longer looks at CVs and how he makes that happen. And how is now his key role is working on the business and implementing the inner circle strategies. So we're going to go through three parts. Number one, data sets. Every single one of you are going to be using or are using this strategy. Some of you are doing better in terms of metrics. Some of you are not doing as well. Some of you are using it in a more scale way. Some of you are starting out. All of you, every single one of you are going to do it. This is the most important thing in your business. It must run every single day. But again, if you just do this and nothing else, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot in months to come. But we must get this running. So we're going to break it down to data. How do we get the data? I.e., how do we get a list of clients? How do we get a list of candidates? Secondly, how has Keith now got this business whereby he's got remote recruiters? So he sits at home on his balcony and he's got recruiters doing the hard work. How does that happen? He's going to share it. So by the way, some of you call, um, call these guys account managers. Some of you call them um, consultants. Um, some of you call them recruiters. You've got different names for them. And part three, how his role is now moving from in the business to on the business. But note this, Keith isn't perfect. It's a work in progress. So don't think this is where I need to get to because I guarantee you within three months, Keith's going to be in a completely different place. What you need to pick up the insights are, right, what did Keith do? What's the shortcut I can take from that? What's the shortcut I can take from that? So these hour or two we're going to go through now is literally going to save you thousands and thousands of hours over the next years, but also give you a shortcut to making it happen. Just going to unmute Keith. Hey, Keith, you there? I am, Andy. How are you? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very good. A bit frustrated trying to get these uh, space tickets, but other than that, pretty good. <laughs> well, maybe we can share that story in a second. Uh, yeah, we will. Um, <laughs> everyone on the call, can you hear Keith? Keith, just tell people um, what do you mean by space tickets. Not everyone will get that. Give a bit of background about yourself. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. At the end of each season of the um, Ibiza dance parties, uh, they, they have what they have, the closing parties, and the biggest event of the year is these closing parties, and for me, um, space is always one of the biggest ones, one of the biggest clubs in Ibiza, one of the biggest clubs in the world, in fact. Um, she has a lot of memories, I've been going to it for 30 years, and it's just a, you know, a, a big, big part of my life. Anyway, um, the very last ever space is on October the 2nd, <laughs> and uh, where, uh, whereas egotistically I assumed that that was just my club and that it would be easy to get a, space, a ticket for me. Of course, the Germans think that, the French think that, the Italians think that, the Spanish think that, and um, long and short, there's no tickets left. <laughs> so um, I'm doing what I do when it comes to things like this and trying to throw money at the problem, see what happens. So uh, watch this space. But few people don't know what you're talking about, which is essentially Keith's <laughs> going to go on an awesome holiday. Keep it as simple as that. 
Um, yeah. A little bit of clubbing involved, I think. So let's do this then. Um, so today's session, we're focusing on three things. One, um, your data sets. How do you build up data sets? So how do you build up a data set of clients and candidates? So guys, um, just to simplify it again, what we're talking about is here, if you've got 5,000 clients in your marketplace, how do we build up a CSV file of those 5,000 clients or as close as possible to it? If we've got 10,000 candidates in your marketplace who you could place, how do we build up that CSV file of those candidates? How do we make it happen? That's the first thing, data. So what's probably just um, um, the best thing to start with, Keith, is maybe just give us a literally a quick bang overview of um, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into the data side. And maybe, maybe just give a, a, you know, a, a very brief synopsis of maybe where you were when you came in, where you were on the last hot seat and where you are now, just so people get a feel for that, and then we'll get into the actual um, the tactics of each of those phases. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah, okay. If I jump to go over um, past history briefly, Andy. Yeah, just give 60 seconds on who you are, what you do, etc., and then say, okay. just give um, maybe three timelines, where you were when you first came in, um, where you were on the last okay. hot seat, and where you are now. Fine, okay, yeah. Um, I, uh, Keith Southern from Humanomics, um, which is my company. I've been in recruitment now, coaching 24 years. Um, I set up Humanomics about four or five years ago to do my own thing because I preferred the, the, the atmosphere, the culture, which is more of a jeans and t-shirts kind of atmosphere rather than the, the city suit and um, tie uh, brigade, which I did for way too long. Um, and I'll be first, you may remember, if those of you have listened to the first hot seat, uh, me it was speaking to Andy to get away from that to, to change the model of recruitment for me which we uh, embarked upon now just over a year, I think, and or a year and four months, something. Um, and then when we did the last hot seat, it was what were we doing to try and get these uh, metrics on the double R campaigns, double R, double R campaigns, um, which we shared. And I think there were some, some good figures that we got from that process. Um, and I think the message with that was do it rather than just wish you could do it or have a problem doing it, just start it and get it done. And um, that's now been running very successfully for six months, I suppose. Um, and where we sit today, the, we, we intermittently go through a process um, of sometimes turning that off because it's very uh, hectic and very busy. Um, and other stages where we're currently trying to get new data sets um, going to that process. The, the biggest thing for me right now is that we know the candidate side for us works. It works extremely well. Um, I know we weren't going to talk about figures uh, on the metrics, Andy, so much, but I think it's worth noting that we're still getting around 86% uh, open rate on the candidates, and um, the last campaign was around 76% replies, which is just, just brilliant. I mean, if you put the 76 against the 86, that's just, just brilliant, and so that works. Um, on the client side, we're, I'm pleased to say that I'm now getting um, a pretty astounding 67% open rate on the client, and the reply rate at the moment is 28%. Um, again, I think we discussed that potentially in a, a couple of more months, I'll, uh, maybe one before Christmas if, if there's space, that we can perhaps look at some revenue metrics on that and you know, sort of have some pound signs against what yeah. goes in the front end comes out the back end. Awesome. So guys, so this is the recap here. So what Keith's done then is, again, we're using double R, double R. Now all of you should know what this is, but just break it down really simply, just to recap. What we've got going in is, is a data set. So essentially a list of clients or a list of candidates, literally a CSV file, enter the process, we click send, 
and then we get these inbounds. So clients saying, can we speak on Monday at two o'clock? We'll get candidates saying, yes, um, here's my CV, or yes, let's um, let's get me a job, essentially. So real, really simple three steps. We've got data set, double R, double R, inbound. The size of your database is now than what you do. And let's go through what you do to build the data set now, okay? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, I think it's important at this stage, Andy, to say that with the advent of um, not least over the last few weeks that we've been doing through the sessions here, but also since I got my head around making sure that the double R, double R campaigns are going out on a on daily basis, what, what was most important to me at that point was, one, that we've got a continuous stream of data sets going in. That was, that was, that's a key factor. Um, secondly, that, that it was not only um, around our niche sector, but it was, um, it was exactly our niche sector or niche sector. Um, and, and thirdly, that we were then doing something with them when they came in. That, that those are the three things that mattered to me. Um, so I, I did a, a bit of data cleansing on our own systems. Um, I've kind of, to a degree, kind of some of the candidates, and, and this, well, this will surprise you, about 3,000 candidates we've actually got rid of from our database. Um, so it's not just a case that we've been using this to develop um, these people coming into the systems. We've actually got rid of a load because they're just not in our market sector. Now, when I say got rid, <laughs> we've kept them. <laughs> they're on a CSV file for, who knows, another agency or you know another niche sector, another stage. But we've, we've really cleaned the market up. So... Talking statistics in terms of numbers, um, it, it seems that there's about 25,000 clients in the um, media sector. The media sector, as I term it from my perspective, um, is digital agencies, and that's PR, marketing, advertising, creative, uh, fully serviced, integrated agencies. Yep. Um, that's kind of my sector. Um, on the client candidate side, depending on what side of the spectrum you go, what I mean by that is whether you want the juniors or on the account managers or account direct level, or you go right up to C-level. In the UK, this is as well, by the way, um, there seems to be around the 100,000 mark on the candidate side that really fall into, this is exactly what we need. Um, and we're, we're, we're making most to do that now. We're making most to let's get that happen. Um, the, the, the systems I have in place now. Um, so, first of all, the metrics. Then, so, twenty-five thousand clients inside that uh, the marketplace. How many of those clients do you have in your database now? How many do you have so far? Do you have a thousand, ten thousand? Yeah, I've got about seven and a half thousand of the uh, clients, Andy, that we've now got in the database. Yep. And those are ones that have been worked um, through um, some sort of either data cleanse or, or double R campaign. Um, and that's a work in progress. Those are still being worked, and they're in the system, and that's now working. Uh, on the uh, candidate side, um, we've only got, I would say, about 6,000. So we're quite low on the candidate side right now. But, but every single one of those candidates has actually replied to us. So it's not a case that we just put them on the system. These are actually through the system, and they're actually now, we know they are in our niche sector. And at some point or another, they've come to us to say, yes, they want our help, or not right now, but this is, my, this is right for me, maybe in the future. So you've had 6,000 reply to you in the last, what, six months plus? Six yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, we're, not, we're currently working around 1,000 a month, um, and, and hence that number, uh, not including what we had before, which is a couple of, couple of thousand. Um, and that, that's the difference. And I think that, that when I looked at those stats... 
and, and we'll get to talk about this in a, in a short while, I'm sure, because you mentioned before about um, putting yourself in the marketplace to potentially have investors or sell your company or whatever it is you want to do with your, your agency. Some of the people that I know in the industry sector that I used to work with or, or indeed have, have gone to, to, to greener pastures, some of the biggest things that they've given me and the tips are you have to have a certain profit ratio in your business and you have to have a um, certain size of data to be actually valuable. Um, and when you start going past 50 to 100,000 of candidates that are actually accurate candidates, by the way, um, and also it seems around the 25,000 plus client side, you start to get a bit of value there. So we've got a marketplace here then, which is, um, so you covered off as always, we'll look at the percentages. So you've covered roughly, was that about, th um, well, just over a third. So you've got two thirds yeah. of the client side, we've got a gap and we've got obviously, um, well, over 90% yeah. we've got a gap. So what it tells us, we've got a huge opportunity still in this marketplace. Um, yeah. So we've got at the moment, you've done good stuff obviously with the clients, done good stuff with the candidates, but we've actually got a, a huge, huge opportunity still to go, haven't we? Um, well, I think not, not least of all I'm doing with that, um, but 25,000 is our first uh, search. So I've currently, I think I've got an email that sent to you, which obviously feel free to, to, to share that at some stage. Um, we've got maybe two or three other agencies, so sorry, other companies right now that are also looking at us to say that we're arguing that they could possibly give us uh, more clients that are in our sector. Now, I, I don't know, I'm just going to explore it, but if that gives another five or 10,000 clients in that sector, then I'll have them covered within the next six months to be on our database and contacted. Awesome. So at the moment then we've got, um, so the last time we spoke, we, the figures are pretty certain you, you're putting in 500 clients a week into the process and 200 candidates. Is that correct? Around about that sort of thing? Uh, other way around? Uh, what did you say? 40? Yeah, no, that's right. Um, yeah, 100 clients into the database a week and the yeah, 100 a day and um, yeah, 200 candidates. The, the 200 candidates, by the way, we're probably going to change that to also go up to 500. The, the reason why it was 200, it was just becoming unmanageable because of the, re, the metrics re, reply rate we were getting. Um, you know, we're having 100 candidates a day virtually to actually deal with, and it just became too much. Got it. Nice problem to have. So we're putting in exactly. five, 500 clients, client leads per week. It was 200, but it's going to go to 500 candidates, and that will start from the 1st of October because we've got loads of other stuff going on from the 1st of October. It's just going to go mental, I think. Awesome. So now we're going to be putting in the 200 to 500 candidates per week. So um, I know I've just said this, guys, but you can start to see now how important it is that what we're doing here is we're working smart. So if you can imagine you put 500 in, you'll get a 10% reply. You've got 50 replies. If you put 500 in, you get a 90% reply. Obviously, you're now pushing a 10 times the size of the traction in the business. So these little tweaks and you know the iterative approach is what's key. Um, which you covered on the previous call, didn't you, Keith? You, know, you said that you moved from, I can't remember the exact metrics, but you moved from 30 to 40 to 50 to 60 to 70, and you tweaked, 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 and, and you now got to the place yeah. where you're, you're doing really good figures. Um, yeah. The so, overall for those 6,000 uh, uh, clients, Andy, are, uh, those 6,000 are actually, yes, we're in the right niche sector, and um, yes, this is the right kind of uh, business that we want to work with. But, but from that, I think what's important, we've actually had circus. 10% of that, so it's actually 665 of the clients 
who have had a positive response. So they're either new jobs, they're either new clients on board now who are actually going to potentially working with them, or they're not this week, call me next week, or not next month, give me a call now, or you know, typical recruitment stuff, give me a call at the end of the year. Now, that was 665 that actually specifically said, yeah, no, no, I've got no aversion to not speaking with you, and maybe we could use you at some point. Well, that then comes down to me, doesn't it, whether I entertain them enough to actually want to use us. Which... Let's do this then. So, um, we covered two weeks ago how to identify the size of your marketplace. So we looked at um, a process that can give you an idea of how to identify roughly how big your marketplace is. It's always going to change and grow. It's going to, it's going to move into sub-niches, but roughly how you can get 80% accuracy on what the size of your marketplace is. Then we move into ways how to build the data sets manually. Let's go through what you've done, Keith, okay? So if yeah. we look, first of all then, if we look at number one, now how did you, um, I, or how are you, identifying how big the marketplace you said something just now about you know other data providers have said the following so how do you id the size of it and secondly let's get into right how how are you building it okay there's there's two sides to that um and they uh, the, the first one was was probably what everyone would do i suppose and it's if you've not done it but you've got to go to linkedin and the reason you want to go to linkedin is because you know no respect to linkedin but you can literally troll their database and get the information from that company. Um, you know, whether you've got a free account or whether you've got a premier account or even a recruiter license account, whatever it is, they've just got data there that's, that's free. And, you, and if you've not got all the data off their database that is relevant to your sector, you're stupid. You've yeah. really not understood that. Well, let's do this. Um, if, you, if you follow just that, so it's not re repeat the wheel. So for those guys not done it yet, we went through this two weeks ago, how to do this. And there's, um, there's a process, a template, there's a workbook, there's a session on exactly how to do this. So if you're not identified the size of your marketplace, so Keith's done, um, we'll just follow the steps that we covered two weeks ago. So don't want to, we've got bigger fish to fry here. So if we do this, guys, unless you've got any acute questions, do type in the chat box. But it sounds what Keith did then, he basically did what we did a couple of weeks ago. He's used LinkedIn exactly. onto the process steps. So Let's not um, focus on that because we've got, say, big, bigger um, elements here we need to focus on. So how to ID the marketplace? Go to the session two weeks ago. Um, click on new and go back two weeks. You're, you're going to find it. That's the first thing. Secondly, this right. is where the, the, the magic should be now. Well, well not the magic, but the um, yeah, just understanding what you've done because you've broken down in the email to me in some really cool ways. Um, yeah. How we build data sets. So, guys, again, just recap. So what we're discussing here is there's 10,000 clients. Identify 10,000 clients. How are we going to actually build up a data set of 1,000, 5,000, 10,000? There's 10,000 candidates. How are we going to do that? So, Keith, take us through how you've built your data sets. Yeah, okay, so the data sets were through, through um, data providers and through, we mentioned LinkedIn already, and also through data providers. And yeah, one of the ones that you and I have, have both contacted was on Spaceship Rocks. That was one of the data set providers. Okay, so before uh, we get into, in, in, sorry, Keith, just, just before yeah, we get into the actual, um, the specifics of who they are, so just oh, confirm this. Be, right, okay. So, um, so we've got LinkedIn, we've got data providers, and anything else? Um... Yeah, my virtual assistants. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it. Cool. And they're doing that. Yeah. Okay, good. Let's yeah. let's do this and let's um let's focus on first of all the data providers, shall we? So yeah. if, you, if you could language this in a way that, right? You know, you've um you know you've gone through the processes you know as one of the uh, early adopters on this, and you've gone through some painful bits, I'm sure, and some really really cool bits. Um, just take us through your 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 process then of. Um, right, so I need to find clients. So take through your mindsets. Number one, I'm identifying I'm going to get folks on these thousand clients first. Number two, I'm going to do what? Just take through what your your steps are. 
that you, you've um, yeah, followed? It's, 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 it's a three-step process, and, it, and it's not more, no more complicated than that. Um, we've identified some data providers, and, and I think now we're, we're, cur- we're currently in contact with about six providers. Um, off the back of that, um, that information, whether it comes to us or not, will be put through the double R process. So that, that's, that's one system that we're using. Um, the second system is uh, I'm not doing anything on LinkedIn um, anymore. That's all done by the VAs. Yep. Uh, they're going out and actually finding the people in the sector, both on the client side and on the candidate side. Um, and they're also making first engagement with those um, contacts on um, LinkedIn as well. Okay, so, so let's, let's do this then, because you've now tiptoed into actually the lead generation, actually getting the clients' candidates come back to you on LinkedIn. So if we break down what the VA does then, so the VA, um, they build the data set, but also they, they then actually go out and they, um, they do the, the heavy lifting for you on LinkedIn, don't they? So Yeah, absolutely. They're not only, I mean, it's, the, the guy's pretty cool, um, but, but what's important about this VA, um, he, he seems to understand it. I mean, he actually came, by the way, through a, a, a marketing email to me uh, based on the fact that I think he was using um, some of the people within the inner circle as well. Um, he's the, uh, the guy, the talent, talent in the box, um, the based in Pakistan, I think. Um, he's brilliant. He, uh, a guy called Farron, he, he does really well. He, he understands, he's communicative, he'll speak to him on the phone whenever I need to. He, he helps with, um, why have you thought of this? Maybe we could do this for you. And, you know, he's, he's, he's doing it right. And I say he's doing it right. He's only been doing it for about uh, four or five weeks now. But he's doing it. And what he brings to the table is all the information I need, first name, surname, title of what they do, their actual company that they do, their LinkedIn um, link for that person. And he's doing the very first engagement message to that person, which I've written for them, using respectfully my own templates, but they're based on the templates that you've got on me in the circle on it. Cool. Wonderful. So um, so by the sounds of it, your guy's doing what we did last week then. He's using LinkedIn to identify who the client is, who the candidate is, building up the data set, but then he's also contacting them. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. So that's that's on the um, – yeah, that's that process. Um, that guy is also – I don't know if it's linked to that because it's linked to your, your badge on the um, iPad there. Um, that person's also been tasked with – he also now is getting my candidates. So that, that, that shortage that we had earlier, the, the uh, shortfall between the, um, the candidates to 100,000, he's doing that now as well. Okay, he's good. getting all those candidates set up for me on uh, CSV files. Okay, good. And so so let's, let's break this down to, um, into steps. So if it's the same as what yeah. we did last week, which I'm, I'm, I'm certain it's going to be very similar. So you've, you've identified, right, we need these candidates. So we need, um, uh, we need um, sales media uh, managers with with red hair. This is the Boolean search string. There's there's two thousand three hundred of them. Um, use this search string. Go and find them. Get all the co- contact details. Is that what's happening? That's exactly what it is, Andy. Exactly that. Okay, it's good. A letter. So essentially, then what? So again, what, I want to spend time on on the stuff where we can have value. So what yeah. Keith's VA then is doing is what we did last week, guys. So there's a step by step process that we did last week. So you can give to a VA. It's um. So if you've not watched it yet, last week's session. There's a, a workbook and it literally says step one, step two, step three, step four. You, you can physically give to a VA. And so your VA is building up the client and the candidate list. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, awesome. So they're building the, the, the client and the candidate list. So this is good, guys, because sometimes I think uh, 
And thanks for sharing, Keith. Sometimes people go, yeah, it's a, good, it's, a, it's a great process, Andy, but does it really work? Or it's like, well, yeah, everything we test before we give it to you. But it's just good hearing that you've, because you know, you've actually preempted this way before we did the session last week. You've been doing it, say, five, six weeks. And in fact, you're not someone we actually shared it with thinking about it. We, um, but you've run something similar yourself, which is awesome. So the VA is building up those in the background. So you've got that process. So the first process is, so we break down your data sets then. So remember that, I remember yeah. the time we spoke, Keith. I remember, um, I actually remember where I was stood. I remember, remember said to you before. Yeah. We break down your, your data process. So the first, your one data process, so Keith gets lists of clients and candidates. One is he buys data, which we're going to yeah. come to. He buys data. Secondly, he has a VA who builds lists of clients and candidates. So a VA does it for them. I've also got account managers as well, Andy, that are also doing um, one side of that for me at the moment as well, on the candidate side. Okay, what, so, the, so is, there three, so is there three different... So, so the, the, the account managers, Andy, they do it from job boards. Um, you know, everyone hates job boards. It's recruitment, um, you know, necessary evil. But at the same time, there are candidates on there that you might not get on LinkedIn. So it's, it's basically covering all bases. So if you go to the job boards, you go to Google and you go to LinkedIn, you kind of covered your niche sector. If you can imagine all 300,000 of yours, there's 300,000 candidates in your marketplace and they're all on your board somewhere. Now, they might not be ready now, of course they're not, but if you get 300,000 contact details and that covers 99% of the marketplace or 90% of the marketplace, 8% of the marketplace, you've got an asset there you can feed into double R, double R. So you need, you need um, nurses with red hair, you put them into the process. You need nurses with dark hair, put them into the process. So it's all about building up the data set. So you, you use three different ways. So we've covered off what you do with the VAs and that's yeah. what we did last week. So we covered that already, guys. What we did last week, you can go through that process. Um, let's look at um, two things. Let's look at how you buy data then. Let's go through what you've done to buy data. So um, right. let's look through what, what you've done, how you've done it, what worked, what didn't work, how you've okay. formed these relationships with um, providers, how you test it, etc. Okay. Well, so you can either buy the data and, and they'll provide you, you know, X records for whatever price. Or they actually sell their own tool, which allows you to then go onto the um, on. Well, it's, it's via Google and LinkedIn, believe it or not, and it actually doesn't does not work for you. So th that company seems to work. I don't know. They seem to have changed. I understand in the sense that I think the prices that I got at the beginning were just ludicrously low. But I think they might have been just starting out. Um, I bought the tool. The tools, would you believe, for like five euros? I'm sure they're not that anymore. Um, so that, that's one thing that I do. But we've also got other uh, data set providers. Um, I mentioned to you uh, Signal Hire. Um, that's a company that uh, specifically on candidates. Um, Market Scan, which is a UK thing, um, they do it. Um, you kind of buy credits and you use those credits up accordingly, depending on how much data you want to take from them. And that, and that's, that is, you know, blue eyes, red hair, whatever you want to do with that one. Um, then there's uh, another company, B2B Dealing, uh, in the US, uh, Digital Picnic uh, in the UK, um, Infinity Intellectual um, are in the US. Um, I get all these written down correctly. So we had... Oh, yes, well, number four was Digital Data, Digital Picnic. Digital, digital Picnic, so, yep. Yeah. I talk yeah. fast like you. That's, um, well, I think it's a good thing. Okay, uh, so, yeah, that, so, so take us through what you do then. So, so we've got someone who... He's got, um, right, Andy, I've got, I've got all these client leads, right, I need candidates now. What do I do? How do I go and spec out the candidates? Or, um, Andy, I'm starting out. Um, we've got nothing. Uh, we need clients. How many candidates? Take us through what you did. How did you um, spec out what you needed? How do you approach these companies? How do you test them? Just give us what happened in, yeah. the, in the real world. 
Yeah, absolutely. So all of these, I've, I kind of use them uh, with a bit of borrowed authority from the ones that I've already used that are working. So I, I've used Spaceship Rocks as my borrowed authority because that's the one that I've worked with most. Uh, and I've literally, using the templates that you actually showed last week and the week before, um, gone very specific, said this is the job titles, this is a search string that I would put in, this is what I'm looking for, this is an inspector, this is the kind of salary brackets, and, and kind of, like you say, going with that, you know, I want blue eyes, six foot two, red air, whatever it is that you want. Um, and then got them to give me quotes on those uh, data sets and what they can do for me. There's a couple of those that I've not gone with yet, but I've been very pleased with what they've got to offer. Um, only because it, it gets to the point of um, positively overwhelming because there's too much information available right now. So I'm going to be, again, quite picky as to which ones I go with. Um, so so you expect so so as per, to expect out the data, um, you've gone to the, the, the data company and you've, you've rocked up and you said, hey, Keith here, um, yeah. I need um, candidates who've got uh, red hair and who can do the following, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and then they've, uh, how's the move from there? So if you said, so as, as you recommend, you always test on 100, 200. How do you actually get the data set? How do you test it? What, what happened? Yeah, precisely that. Um, I've asked them for a copy. Uh, a lot of them offer free trials, whatever that means these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but the free trial, in essence, is a, 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 a very small snapshot of what they can offer you. And I always ask for um, 200. I asked for 200 because I think I can then kind of split test that. So I'll send um, two days' worth of 50 each out with a different email, seeing which ones work or not. Um, And off the back of that, we then see what responses we get. So, and in fact, the first 7,569 emails, um, I have no first name. I was just sending it out to, um, (laughs) you know, info at... Uh, addresses which, um, but which I, rem- I remember you um, I think you posted in the chat box again inside um, one of the sessions you said you actually picked did you pick up clients or candidates and you had no first name yeah, yeah. absolutely we've, we've done deals off that we're back you know we're, we've got pipeline business 50 grand's worth just sitting around off the back of this info at emails that we've sent out um, using double R double R campaigns so so, it, it, so, it, so guys I think, I think a key lesson here for people to pick up and uh, we get into um, perfectionist mode I think sometimes it's like um, A will it work and B what happens if um, what I believe you should always be thinking about two things right how much do we need to bring to the business now as in fees to get to our next our next milestone but secondly how are we going to be in three years time so you don't want to go out there and, and piss everyone off and that's why it's important you combine this with, with content strategies over the next X amount of months um, but the first constraint in the business is right we need clients candidates now and I love what Keith's done. He's got the attitude of, because lots of people say, including me, by the way, um, I, I wouldn't send to an info at or any of those, those things. But if you break it down to brass tacks, we need to get X amount of fees into the business now to reach this milestone. You're going to do what you should do almost anything um, to reach it. Obviously, as, again, you don't want to impact your position in three years down the line. Um, but the outcome here is, as Keith's demonstrated, is he's picked up business from it. Rightly or wrongly, he's picked up business from it. And the reason why, again, this works, the process works, we've got the A, we've got the technology, B, we've got the templates, and, and, and C, we've got the tenacity, the follow-up process. So um, I wouldn't overthink it too much, guys. But what Keith said here, and it's a lesson for everyone, two days of 50 each, so he's tested it. So you test the process. If you send out to 50 or to 100 and it's not, you get a no reply or you get in um, whatever the outcome, which is not positive for, 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 your, um, for your trial. Um, it could be bad data, it could be poor response, it could be wrong target. 
then of course you're going to you're going to pause it. You're going to stop it. But the lesson here, I think, from what Keith said is is test it, which is the key thing. But also, Keith, what I love about you is your um, JFDI. Just effing do it. Just you know, just and that's why um, you know, got you on the the original hot seat. You know, you, you said yourself you're on that hot seat. You know, you dabbled for a bit and. But I just love the approach, right? The first milestone is we want to be earning X amount, right? What do we need need to do to make it happen? Do we need to have um, everyone in the industry thinking that we're, you know, we're all we're all flowers and, and daisies? Or let's just reach the outcome. Let's reach that first milestone, um, and that's the key. Well, if I can just interrupt you a second on that. I think what's really important here is when you start to put the um, the applications and the sessions together. What what you do here. I think this is the thing that took me so long for the penny to drop because, you know, I'm nearly 50 and I'm, I'm, I've been in the industry for 20, 24 years now and trying to get out of that mindset of the old model is really difficult because it's just reliable. It's, it's a model that you've been familiar with. It's once brought you incomes that, you know, respectfully, um, <laughs> mere mortals shouldn't really be earning unless you were, you know, a genius or something. So the, the recruitment industry affords you a better income than most based on that old mindset model. But it was just—it's just laborious and it's crap. Um, and to, to get out of that mindset takes so long, especially when you then go, if I'm going to go down this route, as most recruiters do, you want to put yourself full, wholeheartedly into it, and you don't go in it half-hearted. Um, but going into a new model that you're not familiar with, or it's a new territory, or it's a new system that you're not not 100% sure of—that really takes a lot of balls. And you know, most recruiters have that in spades, and including most of the women. And <laughs> You have that, but then going away from what you're familiar with that does bring in the income is a big step. Now, once once I've jumped that um, gap, and I say I've done that now for, I'd say, six months, I'm now kind of faithfully into this new system, which I, I only use now. I don't use the old set, the old model at all. Um, for me now, it's really a case of, right, I'm going to make sure every single person that I speak to recognizes that they need to be working with humanomics. And, and that, that's a factor that comes into both the candidates and the client side. But then I can transfer that over to the um, people that are providing me with information, like the data set providers. Um, because as I say, when you put all the other inner circle sessions together, like, um, you know, having positioning, content, canon, and so on, when you have that in, in the mix of the package, it really is too good a, a story for them to take up on. So, I don't know, you've got to do the whole thing, but you've got to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 well, I, of course, live and breathe this. I say it every single week. You know, we, uh, it's about application, but this is why we love the fact we've got, you know, lots of you guys now being with us for multiple years. But when we get, you know, not so much now, but in the old days, we, people would filter through. And we've, it's my fault. We've allowed people into the group, which are probably not a perfect fit. And this whole, this whole short side approach of, um, right, I want to get clients now, bang, 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 bang. And that's cool. We can use a strategy to build up a data set and get these leads in now. But what we're about is that, as you said, it's about the integration of the strategies. And that's what I want to be associated with. People get into, you know, the first seven-figure year. Awesome. Um, that's what we be associated with. But is isn't using one strategy, integration strategies. And, uh, and, and again, Keith, uh, I didn't realize the timelines were so long. But, guys, a lesson here, I think, again, and hopefully you're taking note of this, is, the, is dabbling versus focus. You know, I put half ass there. And not in any way to be derogatory towards you, Keith, but um, the words you used was, was – um, was dabbling, but when you do get in into it, but that's why now um, I want all of you to make sure you got this working and converting. Because the monkey on your back that says, "Does this really work?" it will it will go, and then you're going to go, "Shit, if that works, what if I do a, an authority strategy? Shit, yeah. what if that works? I use a webinar strategy. Shit, if I do that, 
fuck, we got a completely different business. And so it's, yeah, it's, but- it's, it's, it's almost like having, having the view guys of like going up, you know, going up the stairs, isn't it? And um, I hate all this cliche rubbish you see on, you know, these motivational crappy things and you got one step forward, whatever, but it's exactly it. But down here, double R, double R, now is where we want people to focus first so they get the monkey off the back. Um, but then going back four years, you know, we'd focus on, first of all, for example, Content Canon, because other people, right. you know, they come in, Content Canon would create, um, go from 1,000 le- well, visitors to your website to 10,000 in a month. And so suddenly you've got all this traffic and we focus on that. But then we identified we've got a whole um, a nurturing process. But this strategy gives you a quicker direct outcome of a yes or a no from a client or a candidate. But when you combine it with the Content Canon guys, you combine it with the authority, you combine it with the other strategies – you're going to blow your competitors out of the water. You really, really are. You really, really are. And it's, um, it's, it's set up in that way. But the key word is integrating the strategies. But just doing one or two at a time and doing them really, really well, which is what you've done. Yeah, I think so. And I think from my perspective now, it's about increasing my position in general. And we've got um, so many things, um, the, the social media uh, marketing that we're about to embark on from October onwards. The, the new data sets that are coming in with first names. <laughs> so I'm actually now going to be addressing somebody personally uh, for a change. I can't wait to see the kind of metrics that that brings back. Yeah, um, that's the thing. When, know, when I'm not punchy on these uh, emails. I'm very, very polite. I'm very, very well-mannered. I'm very professional. So I expect some response from them. I'd be disappointed they didn't respond. They're, they're, they're now in the rude camp if they don't uh, respond. But at the same time... Um, It'd be interesting to see how that can be nurtured again, because we touched on this last time. It's not the finished article, and even when I get in, you know, respectfully, 86 open, 86% opens, and you know, 28% reply rates on clients. That can be, I can, I think I can better that, much better that. But a lot of the strategies that we've got, um, like quick mail and lead pages and active campaign and so on, um, they seem to be incorporating it all into one. What I want to do is, first of all, is make sure we get the focus on the, the data part, yeah, your well. account managers, and then we've only just focused on the data part, first of all, which is buying data. So we understand that we were um, testing 200 at a time. You'll go into them with a, um, a spec that we did last week. So this is the data set we want. So you're literally going with when you, these, um, these candidates with red hair, who's the Boolean search string. They're giving you 200. You're trialing it. And that 200 go well. You get ROI. Then you're going to scale it. That's what's happening with buying data, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Let's do this then. Just take us through what, what the account manager is doing then for you to get data. You mentioned that they are also going onto job boards. or uh, It sounds like a manual process, but what, what are they doing? Um, that is a manual process, exactly that. Um, we're signed up with five different job boards, um, yeah. the, the main ones in the UK. I don't know whether they're, they're used worldwide or not. Um, those being um, job site, monster, um, you know, uh, read and total job and so on. Um, they basically have alerts, so it's all automated from there and anyway. They, they have alerts each day that come up, and every new uh, person that comes onto one of those job boards gets into their inbox um, first thing in the morning. And so that, that that person, that account manager's task is to basically make sure that they are what we're looking for, and if they are, they go on the system. Cool. So if we think about your, your metrics then, so if we're putting, um, say, let's keep it nice and simple for my maths that sucks. So say, for example, we're building up a data set of 1,000 or 10,000, roughly, of that 10,000, how many are coming through from bought? How many are coming through, or you think will be coming through from the VA process? How many are coming through from the, 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 the account managers? You break it down to, into percentage, so you know, 50% comes from buying. Well, well, there's, yeah, there's a slight difference there, Andy. Um, the 
uh, bought data isn't candidates. That's pure clients. Okay. Just a reference. Good. Yeah. Yep. So client data um, then, how much of that comes from bought? How much comes from? Well, no, it's not all of it. It was all of it. It's now not. It's going to be, uh, well, no, I can't tell you the, the percentages. The reason I can't tell you the percentages is because I've tasked my VA. You just started. Bring, yeah. Yeah. yeah, precisely. Okay. And but I'll be able to give you further stats on that in the next two or three months that are exact. But the idea is what's in my market sector will be either bought and or be aid through the clients. Got it. And what about the candidate side? Okay. On the candidate side, um, we've got a couple of um, data set providers that are, that are specifically on the candidate side. I've got my VA um, who's also tasked with getting, um, I don't know what it is at the moment, the numbers, I think last, last week it was about 462. Um, they got from the candidate side, so it's I don't know what eighty a day or something. Okay. Um, and my account managers gets everything that comes in um, on the job boards new each day. That roughly is about a thousand a month. What for, well. for the job boards? Well, not from my account managers. Yeah, from the job boards. Yeah. Okay. And this was about two thousand a month by sounds of it. And, and bought how many you put in, put through from bought data? Well, how many you no, get? Well, I've not done that yet, Andy. I've, I've got the, as I say, I've, I've earmarked which ones I think I'm going to go with, but I've not actually, at this point, used any um, data okay. set providers to find candidates, mainly because I've got, you know, well, look at that, 3,000 candidates coming in. You've got plenty coming in, yeah. So the next constraint yeah. in the business is what, how do we scale up what, what, what you're doing, which we'll come to yeah. in a second. Yeah. So, guys, yeah. for me, the lesson listen to Keith here is the following. Um, you know, I think it was Braz, you used Leadfuse. And again, I've got no um, affiliation to any of these companies, but you didn't have um, a core experience of Leadfuse. Um, so the lesson is this, number one, test. But number two, also, what we're doing here is we're splitting our, our, our streams. So it's, um, I think about most recruitment companies, what do they do? They, um, they build it on it's like a table of two legs. You know, they're, 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 um, they're sending out the old email blast, LinkedIn blast, they're picking up the phone. That's pretty much what they're doing. Maybe go to the old networking event. That's not going to be sustainable. But also, what we want to make sure we do is we spread our risk at any one point in the business. So what Keith's doing here, rightly so, is spreading the risk. So we've got the process that we went through last week, the VA building up your data set. Absolutely, that should happen. But as we discovered last week, you can be getting around 3,000 per month, of which 75% will be on target. So that's going to be around 24,000 new client or candidate leads in a year. Pretty cool. Two VAs, 48,000. Pretty cool stuff. So if you think about those metrics, if you've got a VA doing that, awesome. If you're then buying data also and you test it, so you may buy, you may test five data sources. And next week, by the way, we're going to be going through data sources. Um, if you go through five data sources and one of them comes out really, really cool. So, for example, you've, um, you're buying the lead for, I, I, I don't know, keep it simple, a dollar, maybe half dollar, maybe more than that. All it's about is ROI. If you put a 1,000 leads into it and back, out, back, back of it, so a 1,000 leads cost you, say, $500 or $1,000, but you pick up $200,000 of work, would you do that again? Of course you would. What about ROI? So when people say to me, Andy, what do you recommend? 50% um, uh, of the data was crappy. Okay, what was the outcome? Oh, yeah, we got um, 25 new leads from it. We got seven new contracts worth. Okay, so would you scale that then? If you spend, spent $500 and you get 100K, would you, would you spend that again? Yeah, of course you would. Okay, there's your answer. So it's all about ROI, guys. But what Keith's done here very, very brightly is he's spreading the risk. So don't go into one vendor. Or don't go into one VA, and that's your one sole approach. Of course, you want to do one first. Do, maybe do the VA process we did last week. Do that first. Then secondly, try out once you've got that working. Try out um, buying a vendor or buying data from a vendor. And then spread the risk. And then what happens, you've got this great problem of, shit, we've got too many leads. 
and then we've got there's something to add to that as well Andy sorry to interrupt again no, there's something keep, to add keep, there as well keep it coming but I think what's, what's important uh, is that I'm sure everyone's already thought of this through anyway but it's worth repeating if, if, if not or it's worth saying and don't forget that there are different levels of metrics you're going to get back from these processes and I think that there's you know, you might say, well, okay, well, I bought this amount of data, I got a thousand um, leads, for example, and I've only got ten um, percent coming back to me. Well, you hit the nail on the head. It's return on interest with that. It doesn't matter because what you want is every month, if you've got ten percent, a hundred coming back to you, it's all right. That's a nice revenue stream. It's not your most favourable revenue stream, but it's a revenue stream that is just another string to the bow that's going on in the meantime. Now, when you're going to something like the job boards where those people have to put their CV on that week. They're highly likely to be looking. So there is a slightly better return on metrics, not necessarily a, a, a better return percentage on uh, revenue. But the point is, as long as you've got more than one string to the bow, you've got more chances of getting uh, a different revenue stream in. Yeah, and that's the key thing. You've heard it spot on. It's all about ROI. That's, that's all, all it is. And I think because recruitment has been built in this way, we never think about that. We never think strategically. It's all about what's right in front of you. Um, it's all about what can we get tomorrow? What can we get next week? We don't think we don't think of any strategy. Recruitment businesses don't tend to do that. Even the bigger, bigger companies, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a party to a, you know, a handful of the, you know, the very big ones. There's going to be a few casualties in the next few years, and we're not thinking long-term, never do it. It's about what's right in front of you. So it's, you're absolutely correct. It's about ROI on this process, and it's, it's focusing on what the back end of that, that process is. So, yeah, 10%, you'd be sick and shit, I spent $1,000, I've only got 100 leads coming in. Okay, what are the 100 leads worth? You know, if you put, um, say you spent $1,000, but you got 100 grand out the back of it, would you spend $1,000 on 100 leads and you got 100 grand out the back of it? Of course you would. You spent on one lead yeah. if you got out the back of it. So it's not the numbers of a number of leads, it's about the outcome. And every single week it said the same thing, is it's about the outcome, 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 outcome. Um, so thanks for pointing that out, Keith. Guys, this is real world now. This is real world. So, um, Keith, you had an office in Common Garden, didn't you, before? Yes, I did. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, so this well, is real Pardon? On Floral Street in Covent Garden, yeah. So, guys, that shows how, um, how much money Keith's got because around there it's not cheap. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> There's the thing, guys. What we're talking about is real world here, real world um, process. But in Keith's own words, you know, he, 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 he dabbled. He dabbled, but now he's just getting into it, and it's it's a case of just doing. And so lots of you said about oh, the templates, the exact templates, and Ryan's, Ryan's put in. Ryan, by the way, is a guy who came in. You know, we uh, we came in, what was it, 2K a month, and then you got 30, 40K in 10 days, whatever it was. Ryan, awesome stuff. He said he's just used, he used the, the original um, Keith templates. They work really well. So, guys, what you need there, don't overthink it. Don't think you need for Keith to give you the, the slightly tweaked update because there's two or three different words in it. What's there works. It does. Um, so Jessica's on the call. Jessica said, um, will this work in, um, in my marketplace? And it works, guys. We wouldn't give it to you. To, to use if we hadn't tested it across different levels and different marketplaces it works so please just get on and test it and come back to me with the metrics and I can then personally help you get to the next phase so guys let's do this um, the next phase we're looking at is something that's really I think really really cool I was on an arm about whether having a completely separate session on this because I think it's so important and so pivotal around um, what you're doing. So Keith, I'm actually thinking about doing this and uh, I'm putting you on the spot now. So we originally said, yeah, we're going to go through the data. We said, okay. we're going to go through the um, remote account managers and we said, we go through your role in the business. Where my head's at now, um, because of 
I just think it's such a big topic. And because we spent so much time on the data side of things, I'm thinking, and let me know your views and everyone else too, would it be a value if we did the following? So rather than we um, we now focus on the data, then we go into, right, how do we get a remote um, account managers? How do we manage them? How do we manage the process? I think it would be um, more focused to have a separate session on how the remote management piece works. So by that, I mean, how do you actually identify, right, I want to move to a remote business. Secondly, how do I actually get the remote account managers? Thirdly, how do I actually make it happen? Fourth, manage them. Five, give them data. Six, give them CV. Seven, give them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a session in itself, Keith. I, I really do. Because lots of the reason yeah. why you're on the call now, lots of people have asked about um, how you're doing this. Cause we've referenced it a few times. Um, if it's cool with you, Keith, and it really comes yeah. down to you, and it's cool with everyone else, I think what we should do is this. We've focused on the data, how we get data for the clients and candidates, what I think would be of use to now is go to step three, which is how does Keith actually manage his business? So he's gone from, let me manage the, re the remote people and the remote recruiters. And that, I mean, how do you actually, how does your week look? look? So how do you go out and say, right, this week I need this data. Secondly, how do I put it into RRR? How do I then get the leads and pass them on to other people? But the remote piece, so you've got the remote team now, because so many people have asked me, and that's part of the reason you're now on the call I think it would be of more value to dig in deep for 60 minutes, 70 minutes on that on a separate session. Does that make yeah, sense? Look, I'm, happy do, I'm happy to do either, Andy. I think prudently, they are very different topics. And yeah. I'm conscious that, you know, yeah. you know, I appreciate you wanting to not waste any more of my time on something else. Not just wasting yeah. anyway, I enjoy it. No, I think, um, I think they're separate subjects. I, th I do too. And I think it's because it's um, a whole separate... Um, mindset about what we're doing let's just dig a little bit deeper on so we focus on right how about the data set up just take us through what happens now in in the in the business so what i mean by that is we said about your role so what you were doing yeah. before you were doing all these things in common garden and spending a fortune on rent no doubt and yeah. just take us through what does your week look like maybe give us just three four five minutes where does most of your time go is it on sourcing data sets and then maybe we can just dig on dig in on now, what your your actual your role in the business is now, and we can dig a bit deeper on the the data side or on the management of the double R double R. But what we won't do though is dig into how you actually pass it off to the account managers. We'll do that on a separate separate session. Is that cool? Yeah, fine. Okay, cool. Okay, good. Um, yeah, uh, I think I think the key factor as well, Andy, is something that you you've mentioned um, a few times on the sessions, and and. And I, I suppose it's worth reiterating from a third-party perspective here to say it's important that people understand what this means. And, and the statement that you've said before many times is working on the business and not in the business. Um, again, if you, I don't know, there's probably people listening here that are bigger agencies and they've got you know, multi-teams, uh, many people, many staff and so on. It's a, it's, it's a difficult thing to actually work um, in the business when you've got that going on anyway. You are working on the business because you're managing staff and so on. Some of the people out there that I'm in a circle that have got smaller agencies, and I consider myself that that level, um, where you you know you, at some point you have to work in the business to actually bring money in and get paid, and that's fine. So it's getting to the point where you can remove that getting paid perspective to work to the point where you get working on the business. That that that's I think is fundamental, and I think I'm sure that most people that are actually in the inner circle have actually come on to the, to the sessions with you because they wanted to get away from working in the business. They, they wanted to work on the business or indeed leave the business, whatever it needs to be. Um, for me, it's a case of I was working in the business, using these systems would allow me to work on the business, and in another couple of years' time, I'll be able to go, 
you know what, that's finished. I'm not going to work on the business. I'm going to work out of the business. And that would be a very different perspective where you're working, as you say, from an iPad on the beach. Um, I love that, now, out, out of the business. Um, but I think also, so from that perspective alone, um, when we first started the conversations with you, as I say, just over a year ago, I was 100% in the business. Um, I, I'm now, I would say, God, even, even as high as 80% on the business now. And, and that on the business is me now going around, making sure I can find out what the better companies to use to actually find the right data sets, um, making sure that I can actually get the right kind of account manager that would want to work um, to our model, and also that I'm happy that they're going to have the right impression um, to the people that we speak with for humanomics. Um, and also, from a perspective of, if you, if you saw my, my um, business plan, I've got three different things I want to do at the moment. This just seems to work right now. And so I'm making sure that I'm kind of, you know, I don't arrange interviews anymore. I don't speak to candidates anymore unless one of my account managers needs a little bit more help. I'm, I'm really not there as the in-the-business guy. I'm there as the guy to help direct how we can get more business coming through as a, as a, as a whole. Um, so my goal of the next six months is to have this 100% so I am you know, 98, 99% on the business. That's, 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 that's where I expect to be. And I, I'm, I'm aiming to be there in the next six months. Um, the reason I bring that up is because then, as part of that same part of that business plan point, um, this has opened my eyes up to, well, if I'm doing that with the media sector and account managers and account directors and so on, do you know what? I'd be stupid not to go and open another agency in name to actually go and put this through in a completely brand new process doing 99% on the business from the very start. And I'm very, very keen to do that. So I expect by mid next year, you may find that Humanomics is, is there and also there's another completely brand new company that we're doing this process with. That's, that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing is, I've just, um, I may mention this before, we've now, um, because of Double R, we've actually got in a lot of clients that are significant players in the, in the market sector. And the consequence of that in a positive way is the people in that sector, they're not the, um, what I remember we said last time, I try and stick to people that are 50 grand or above basic salaries, 50,000 sterling um, pounds. Um, but, but, but what I've noticed is a lot of the people that we're getting on the books now that are coming to me for help, they're actually not. They're now six-figure income people. Um, so I've just signed up um, all the domains for, um, imaginatively named, uh, superhumanomics. Um, and the future economics are going to be the six-figure income group. So we've kind of got a, a semi-niche sector already partitioned in a way as we speak. And I've got my web designer at the moment working on getting that superhumanomics addition to the humanomics stable, if you like. Um, that's the second thing, and that, that's happening now. So I expect superhumanomics to be up and running before the end of this year. And that'll be, as I say, the six-figure income pluses. Nice. The, the, the third thing, and the final thing, sorry, the, the fourth thing on your uh, iPad there, Andy, for me, is making myself redundant. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, by the end of next year, I want to have not only that working as it is, and it's working now fine, but making sure I'm 99% on the business, but having somebody doing what I'm doing now is my job, uh, and employing that person to actually do what I do on a daily basis, which is what we've just described. That, to me, is the uh, recruitment nirvana. And um, at the moment, I can see that very clearly by the end of 2017. Awesome. So 
Loving that, Keith. Didn't, didn't know any of this, which is which is awesome. So that's your goal for end of 2017. So we got well, just shy of um, well, just over 12 months, isn't it? Really. So let's be let's be pessimistic. So we've got 12 months to make that happen. Then. So at the moment, then, what you do right now, then. So obviously, you know what we need to do is we need to number one, do a did it sheet to see everything you do in the business across the month, and secondly, systemize what you're doing, and thirdly, you know that um, we do it, you do it. So we move it over to someone else to do and other systems, et cetera, et cetera. So if we look at what you do in the business right now, so yeah. as things stand today, so we're now in September 2016, if you're watching this back on the recording. So we're, um, sure. if we look at what you're doing now. If we, um, if we break this down to, say, three silos to give a visual, because not everyone is where you are, and lots of people in their mindset will be going, um, that sounds great. But it's impossible. Lots of people be saying, um, I'm, "I'm doing exactly the same." Uh, let's go through this. Let's go through maybe where you were at the start. So when we first spoke, where you are now, yeah. and where this Nirvana is going to be. So let's say end of 2017. So if we just list maybe the um, and make it nice and simple. Say the, the five primary activities. It doesn't need to be a task. So for example. In our business, we spend so much time dicking around, doing stuff that um, actually is not focused on a true outcome. It's, it's, it's incredible. So I don't want you to say, Andy, I'm doing these five things which are all awesome, focused on outcome. You might be doing two or three things that are still dicking around, which are not really focused on yeah. the outcome. You know, If you think about, again, if we earn a million dollars a year, a million pounds, break it down to what your average hour, hourly fee is, why are you doing it, why is someone else not doing it? So we look at, say, the top yeah. five things you were doing when we started, or just before we started, top five things you're doing now, and then the top five things you're going to be doing at point of nirvana so we get that sort of visual does that make sense yeah absolutely yeah that. And, and 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 help steer me on this Andy, because i said maybe some uh, I, I i sidetrack off but certainly yep. i'll tell you where, where where my impression of that is um the, the obvious one for the starting um and <laughs> i said it before i was doing everything um i was cold calling i was um, lead generation trying to use linkedin trying to search on the job boards every day and um, basically working you know, 15, 16 hours a day to, to make humanomics uh, successful. And I think we mentioned in the last hot seat, um, I nearly gave up. And I don't mean give up in a negative way, just thought, this is, this is shit, I don't want to work in recruitment anymore. But I nearly left the industry. Um, and so for me it was, this is a, not a make or break, but something's got to change. And, um, you know, the, the old adage is, but the change starts from within. And for me, it was like, well, there's got to be a way to do this. If I'm going to stay in recruitment, there's got to be a way, better way to do recruitment. So that's where we started. And for me, it was, let's see what there is, because I, I believe there was a better way. Thankfully, you, you and your, your knight in shining armor turned up. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of horses, Keith. Um, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> so we, so wait, so wait, you're doing everything. You're cold calling. You had long, long days. You nearly gave up. Um, so... I had a team of, uh, of, of four staff that were in Covent Garden with me as well. Okay. Um, and they were doing, you know, under my uh, management, trying to emulate what I was doing. Okay, so, so really at that time you were managing the team, but also you were actually doing the, the sourcing the clients, sourcing the candidates, et cetera, et cetera, yeah? Yeah, so, um, yeah very much so, a uh, control freak at that stage. So, for example, I'm, I'm looking at you, Garth. Uh, I'm not going to mention your surname. Um, but Garth, looking at you, you've got a really, really cool business, big business, and um, you're doing lots of the doing. So this this resonates with you. It resonates with lots of you. But um, Garth, for example, this is um, this is you. And I, when we had the conversation around your marketplace and what you're doing, then looking at your business, it's um, yeah, the the um, 
the role in the business, I think, needs to change, and that's where the scale will come from. So that's where you were then. So now, just take us through what you what you do now. So um, and it, you don't have to you know, have to make up five. It's not five, or um, don't sex yeah, it out just to be direct. But what do you do, do now? So you, yeah, just uh, right. Um, uh, what I do now is I still have a little bit of control freak in me because. As we've mentioned last time, I lost everything. I don't want to do it again. So I still have a little bit of making sure that the data sets are correct. So I'm working on the business, make sure the data sets are correct for, for our company. Um, th- those CVs that we get in from wh- whichever system it is, the VA, the um, account managers, or, or the, the, the uh, uh, data providers, uh, that gets those CVs get farmed out to our account managers, um, and they take full responsibility for those CVs. Cool, yeah. Okay. Um, I uh, still, apart from one account manager, one account manager now actually does full 360 for me um, because I've got her, she's now at the level where I believe she can actually put the right message out for humanomics. So she speaks to clients and to the candidates, so she does the whole thing. And the goal is to get all the account managers doing exactly that. Um, But on the client side, I still talk to the um, CEOs, MDs, presence or whatever to make sure that the um, we win the business in the first instance. So, so do you talk to all clients or just the senior clients, you know, these these, these big fish? Both really, Andy. Um, if we go back to the metrics I think we touched on either earlier or, or last time, um, these figures aren't massive yet. You know, you're only talking in a week maybe uh, 20 clients that, that will need a conversation. Um, and the kind of conversations I have are a very, very soft sell at this point. Um, and the, very, the, the point of the conversations I have are to actually make them aware of humanomics, getting our positioning correct right now. Um, and so from those 20 clients, it'll be a case of, I don't even want to work with you right now because, as I said to you last time, we're, we're cherry-picking, but I want to make sure they're aware of us. So you, um, say, so you say that to the client. You're saying, I don't want to speak to you right now. Um, yeah. And so, so if we think about this as a process, then, so let's think about um, – your client, he sat there, and it's um, Sunday evening or it's um, Thursday morning. Then this uh, double R double R thing happens, comes through, and he goes right. Okay, he comes back to you. He says, oh, Keith, yeah, let's speak on Monday at two o'clock, or speak on Wednesday at three o'clock. And then so you yeah. you give the guy a call, he calls you. Then you get on the on the conversation, and he's thinking, oh, here we go, another another shitty recruiter is going to be selling crap to me. Um, <laughs> you you get on that call, and you actually frame it as, um, yeah, I'm interviewing you. That's what, is that what? Um, Okay, so so this is um this is I didn't know this was happening, but this is um really really cool. Yeah. I'm, also, I'm also thinking about the process here because um, let's think about this. They've come to you, said, "Can we speak at four o'clock on Tuesday?" And then the first point of contact was you to them. Then they've come back to you. So now it's a conversation. How does that conversation go then? This is really important thinking about it because um, if you think about yeah. the process and, and, the, and the psychology behind it. You've used double R double R to connect with them. They then come back to you and say, "Speak on Monday at four o'clock." Then you're saying. Do you know what? You're not good enough for me, or I don't want your business. How does that conversation go then? Yeah, very much so, Andy. And don't get me wrong, when I have those 20 conversations, I'm hoping that every, every one of them is going to be what I consider one of the cherries that I want to pick. You know, I mean, I'm hoping they're going to be a client. Um, but I have to say, there's been a couple out there for different reasons, and you know, I'll try and list those briefly shortly, but for different reasons, they're not being the right kind of, kind of client for us. And so it's the case of, well, immediately I've gone, well, you two or three, I won't want to work with anyway, so they're out the window. The next five or six, respectfully, have taken the call reluctantly. It's another agent, like you say, it's another agent that they've got to take the call of. 
hoping that there's going to be that knight in shining armor for them. And for whatever reason, that's just not right. But there has been, uh, as I say, at least 25% where we've gone, look, I'm not, I'm not actually here to get business from you. I'm actually here to make you aware that this is what we do. And you need to be aware of what humanomics is about because I think we're a good company. And so that, that comes down to, I suppose, my own confidence, just making them aware of what we do. But, but there is also two or three from them each week that are saying, okay, I quite like you. We're in the right bracket. We're in the right niche sector. We're in the right um, rates um, kind of levels. That's another problem you mentioned. You know, we only work at 20% now or above. Um, so that there, there are other factors that come into that. So that process of those 20 people is something that I'm still heavily involved with because... So if I might well, just quickly just jump in there, there's two, there's two key things you said there, Keith, um, which you, you didn't yourself credence for, which is really, really cool. Um, first off, you know, you've got the ability to talk to these guys and say, do you know what, I'm not here to sell, I'm here to see if we're a fit and let, uh, let you know. And the reason, you know, yeah. you, because you said your confidence, if you think back 18 months ago, if you got in a conversation with five of these 20 guys, um, I don't know, and you might well make me look a complete prat now, but I imagine the confidence you now got wouldn't have been there um, 18 months ago. The reason why you got the confidence is because you got the, the, the lead flow happening. Is that correct? So, yes. you know, you can say, listen, yeah. I don't that's a large part of it, and also as well, Andy. One of the, if you remember the, the you know, well, of course you remember you, you, you created this system for us all. Um, one of the, the, the uh, one of the three big pillars of this system is become the expert in your market. Well, I wasn't the expert in the market when we first started. Um, respectfully, I'm probably not now, but I'm much better now than I was. And in fact, just this week, not this week, last week, I got caught out on that. Um, <laughs> one of the CEOs I spoke to actually ended up wanting a job himself. Um, and he was starting to ask me a lot about industry knowledge and industry contacts, which, again, I'm still learning. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not the expert yet, but I'm certainly better than I was 18 months ago. Yeah, and you're moving there. You're moving there. The, the second point you made, Keith, again, you skipped over it, which is fair play to you, humble about this, um, is you, you said you're only now working at above 20, 20% and above. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. There are the clients that we've still got that we've got lower than eight with. We don't go lower than 15 anyway. Uh, 15%, but those are clients that I've had for a long, long time, and some of them I'm kind of still that loyalty thing going on where I think I should help. So, um, in so if we can summarise, Keith, then, just two two re- reasons, maybe three reasons, maybe just one reason then. Um, yeah. Why, why have you now got the ability to turn clients away and say, I don't want to work with you? Um, and secondly, how have you now got the confidence to say, we only work at 20% and above? What, what's changed? You know, I, I think we, we can see the conceptual answer here, but um, Absolutely, yeah. What, 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 There's what, two factors on it. The, yep. the first one is pure volume. Um, the, volume. The volume through the door now, through these systems, is just we're able to do that. You know, whereas once you had a, a fishing rod and a line trying to get that one um, fish out of whatever bed you're fishing in, now it's not a case of that. You've got a barrel of fish. And so that pure volume alone means you can now go and pick which fish you like. Nice. So you got, so you got, the, you got the, the volume. What's the second thing? Um, the second thing is, I, <laughs> I have got more confidence about the sector now than when I first started out. Um, I do know more about it. I know, I know what people look for. The questions I ask now are very relevant. And these, are, interestingly, these are through um, using, again, one of the applications, SurveyMonkey. Um, we went out to 50 clients um, that were respected in the industry and asked them specifically what they hate about recruiters why they would never want to work with the recruiter again and really got down to the, to the dirt about why they wouldn't want to work with the recruiter. 
off the back of that, we, you know, the, the antithesis of that is exactly what they do want, and you know, without them knowing. And psychologically, it's a nice little trap to put them in, but that, that helps us then go. Well, you you need you now need this. So when I go to market, uh, my avatar hears from me based on what they've said to me what they want. Nice. Um, whether that's a semi-expert in the market or not, it's just using a, a bit of common sense. Nice, and it's like jump in the chat box earlier. You picked up, um, I think it was 80K, was it, John? You picked up from um, the system presentation for a new PSL. And part of that process is the first, the first box in that six-step process or seven steps you set up that way is the very first box in that process is about the avatar of your, your prospects, their, their, their world. It's nothing to do with you. It's, it's the problem with them. So that six-step process, um, you've just got the data you need for that first part of the process, which is awesome. So... We've got 20 combos a week. You're turning away people who um, are not, not cool for you. You're working 20% above. So at the moment then, your, your job in the business then, how, how could you summarize your role now um, compared to where yeah. it was 18 months ago or a year ago? Yeah. Uh, do you know what, Andy? Without, not so much summarizing the role because I think that what you've just written down there pretty much tells people what I do. Um, more summarizing how I feel. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm far more in control of this situation now. Um, and all I've got to do each week, shut at my fingertips, is I can actually turn up the heat or turn the heat down based on what kind of activity I want that week. You know, we talked about, you know, it's like going off track, but w- what I do now is I don't work Mondays. Um, we were going to get to that. I don't work Friday. I don't work Fridays. I don't work Tuesday afternoons because I don't see this as working. I see it as kind of learning. Um, so I'm kind of really now at a two-and-a-half-day week already. And we're already doing more money than that. So I'm earning more. I'm actually working less. And we're now getting to a point where I can do that remotely. And that's very, very imminent. Nice. Two and a half days and, and more of the green stuff, which is, which is cool. You know, it doesn't suit everyone's model. I'm conscious people might it, it, it doesn't. Are. And do you know what? I had, um, when we sent out that, um, we did a podcast. And essentially, it was part of the interview with you. And I had some, um, I had some, well, recruiters are funny. They fall into two brackets, and you guys in the group, you know, are not in, in those brackets. But um, I had some people email me and say, you're, um, and I use their words, not mine, guys. You're a wanker. You're full of shit. This guy's not doing that. You've, um, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, this is exa- recruiters wrote this to me. It's like crazy. It's like, why would you do that? I could take a screenshot and put that, you know, if I was that built that way. And it's like, mental. And other people um, email me. <laughs> Pardon? It sounds like they have a fast sports car to them. Um, yeah, it's just to press a big red button um, mindset, and they think that's what we're doing. Of course not that. And the second type was, um, listen, I always want to have an office. That's where I've been built. What if I want to have an office? Great. If you can systemize a business so you can work remotely, if you've got that in an office, it will be even bigger because the systems will grow it. So whether you want to be working remotely and have a laptop business or you want to have a, um, an office, it's the systems that make it happen, and the systems will make the office business scale even more than working remotely, yeah. but it's the systems and the automation that makes it happen. So, yeah, funny, funny old breed these these guys. And um, anyhow, <laughs> um, I will, yeah, maybe one day I will, I will share them. But <laughs> crazy, crazy. Let's do this then. Let's move to your 2017, yeah. as you call it, your um, recruitment nirvana. So, yeah. what does that look like? So, um, what's going to be happening in your business? What do you want to happen? So we know what we need to move towards at the um, well, 12 months from now then. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, in essence, Andy, and it's it, it's not too difficult. This it, it's basically the things that we've got in the second column there. Those things have just got to be done by somebody else, and I will be, will be employing. Um, now, not just those things. So, what I would, what I, would, I imagine 
this is what I imagine this to be, and this is what, you know, the, the kind of um, creation that I've got on my, on my business plan here, is that I will have team leaders that will have team leaders of the account manager that will actually make sure that all the account managers are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'll have a team leader that will actually look after my VAs, who's the VAs, VA team leader, will do all the VA activities that we talked about, and I'll have uh, an overall person that is just going to be the project manager or whatever title they want to choose that makes sure that all those teams are actually running. Um, and, and, and that's it. It literally is that. So you're going to have um, a t team leader, and these guys will be remote again, I guess, will they? Everyone's remote, uh, and I think what's important here that um, this we touched on last time, that these people are not only remote, they're all on commission only as well. Nice. Um, I, I guess a few people... Now, they get half. Pardon? Even so, they get 50%, so it's, it's good commission. Um, you know, one deal from the commission only 50% uh, option here is better than most people doing two or three deals in an agency. Yeah, so this is... Yeah, and this is why I love, love your model, and this is why I want to dig deep on it in a, in a separate session, because the remote-only session, it comes down to um, it comes down to lead generation. What's the word you used just now? You said about um, turning the heat on, turn the heat off. So if you, if you, yeah, want, more, yeah. if you want more leads, then, you, you, then you, you just put more data through it. You want more candidates, put yeah. more data through it. You want less? And so the constraint is, so, you know, if we put too many leads through it, and I think it's Vito said last week, um, Right, shit, I've got all these leads. Going, what do I do now? What do in-circle members do when they've got too many, too many leads? Um, and, it, and that's the next constraint in the business. So it's focusing on the first constraint. But um, So what we're looking to do then is really everything you've referenced in that middle column will be done by someone else. You'll have team leaders be actually in management of the remote recruiters. So your role will be, what, checking in? Uh, we'll be working a day a week, two days a week. We'll be checking in on a daily. But what, what's, how do you see that looking? Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I imagine just because of the kind of person I am, until it's got to the level where I think it, it, it you know, just just when things tend to go well, that's the most I think you need to be most wary of. So for me, it's I would always be a weekly um, check-in anyway. I'm that, I'm that kind of guy. Um, yeah, but you know, the, the, at some point, you would you would really hope that that could remove that to once a month. But you know, if I'm checking in once a week. Believe me, that would be very, very pleasing. <laughs> well, it comes down to metrics. Now, we cover in that frustration and freedom session, well, the full sessions, it comes down to metrics. Um, yeah. You know, whether you have a, a daily wash-up, a weekly wash-up, monthly, etc. it comes down to the, to the metrics and um, making sure that these different phases are systemized. So even what you do now, so for, for example, the process of you going out and identifying, going to Google or whatever it is, identifying the data set providers, then number two, send an email, number three, having a conversation, number four, that can all be systemized your variables and the conversation you have with them, that can be systemized. So everything you do now can, can be systemized. Just making sure it is. So if you think about everything you do now, each one of those five points can be systemized. Um, and you dig down, there'd be you know, 10, 15, 20 different subsets underneath that. Um, and it, it, it can be systemized. But it's ensuring that every point yeah. of that, there's a metric that you can assess. Um, and of course, as always, we, we, we go one, one pillar at a time, one step at a time. But the, the process, again, really is, as it's laid out before, there's no, there's no rocket science to it. In terms of... Um, what you're actually doing with the data. I think a few people have asked, though, when the data comes in, so by that I mean the, um, the CV comes in or the response comes in from the yeah. candidate, what do you physically do in terms of a set of steps? So step one, I, um, I physically go in, open the email. Number two, I download the CV. Number three, I do this. Or do you give it to a VA? Or I think that's what the question may be for some people. Right, okay. Um, so, so if I get this in the wrong steps, then just, as I say, just redirect me into to the, to the question. But if I understand, what you're asking is, what happens when a CV comes into us having been through double R, double R? Yeah. Yeah. 
that's it. I don't do anything with it. I just send it to the account manager. I don't. I don't open it. I don't speak to it. I don't. I don't do anything with it. And it, it comes into one of the inboxes that we've set up for it um, because of the um, quick mail campaign, and it comes into a different folder, and that folder just gets found out. I don't. I don't touch them at that point because. They're looking. <laughs> and the um, account manager, do they, do they then upload the details into the, into the ATS or whatever system you use? And they don't go on there until, as I say, we've, we've, we've then qualified them. So they come in from – okay, so the, the data comes in on a, on a CSV file. The CSV file goes through a um, – um, well, first of all, we check it. We actually use a, a bulk email checker to check that it's actually the right data uh, or it works. Once we get a response from that person that they're looking, then it goes to the, to, the, to the account manager. And the account manager will check whether that person is telling the truth, basically. Got it. They're in the right sector and they're the right kind of caliber and the right, right, right level. Um, I touched on this earlier. There's, there's, a, there's a big reason for that. One, we're not wasting their time, so we've got a really good hit rate that these people are exactly what they say, and, that, and that's important to not waste my account manager's time. Yep. The second reason is, those people then going onto the database help build a database that is guaranteed to be the right sector. And that in itself has a good value at some point to an outside investor, either to invest and or sell. Absolutely. So that, that's why that, that um, cleansing act happens. Absolutely. We said this a, a thousand times now, guys. The, the, I can't stress this enough. The, the document you create about the size of your marketplace and then how many you have, you have you have inside your database, inside your networks, etc. It's the most important document in your business. The biggest asset in your business will be these data sets. It's not your personal relationships. It's not your, quote, brand, etc., etc. Investors nowadays want to see you input 10 units. You get 100 units out the back of it, out of it. And this is absolutely key. It's that qualified data inside your, quote, database. The questions that are coming around um, CRM systems and other bits and pieces, a few of you still ask questions. If we can, let's go through that part of the process on the, on the next hot seat with Keith because, as we identified before, I think it's a value to go through that process in detail. We can go through step by step, and indeed what Keith and I will do before that is um, we'll out the steps one through to seven, eight, nine, ten, so we can see what it looks like so you know what that, that is. And now already my mind's thinking about how we can actually create um, a set of strategies around this that we can test with some of you, actually building up these remote teams. So, it's, so um, on the client prospect side, what is Keith doing? I think we might have covered that largely, but um, said before, 20 conversations a, a week was what the metrics, wasn't it, Keith? Yeah, it's about that, Andy, yeah, on average. Um, that's based on the actual numbers that we're putting through, and this is, this is the, the, another key factor here. Um, that's consistent, and that's a consistent factor because we're putting in 500 a week. So, you know, again... One thing I was explaining to a, a mate of mine about um, what we're doing, and you know, there's a lot of suspicion around this process, Andy, in the, in the industry, because it's just too good to be true sometimes. Yeah. There's a lot of people that just fit to that old model of cold calling and believe that's the only way to work. Um, and I think it's dinosaur. I think it's outdated. I think it's, I think it's got a mileage in it, and I think at some point it's going to, it's going to turn into a, to the old estate agency um, syndrome that happened in the 90s in the, in the UK where it's just considered the crap industry with crap people in it. And I think that cold calling method has actually not done any favours in that, that flavour. So the, the, the point I want to make about that, though, is um, if you are putting in to a process that is working by putting ABC at one end and you get XYZ at the other, it, that shows that the process is working, right? And that's different than, than the process works. 
when you do that process that is working over a six to twelve month period, then that process is working and it works. That's a different there's different factors there. So one month, yeah, it's working. Well that's not a proof of the pudding. It's when it's working over six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven months, then it works. Not it's working, it works. And I think that's the biggest battle that I've faced in the last twelve months. It's getting from a point of does this something that, that will work for me and does it work overall? Well, I've proved over the last six months that the systems are I've been working. I think by the end of this year I can prove that the system works. Love that. I'm um with your um consent I'm gonna nip that and call that up, um one of our podcast titles, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um working versus works. I love that. So really um uh well, it's, it's the old adage, isn't it? Um, the helicopter view, you know, the, the concept versus the implementation. I love that working versus works. Love that. Um, yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. And that's why the key thing, guys, is this: is, is each week, each month, you got your metrics, and that's where the that's where the scale comes from. It's metrics. It's not about um, your your views on how it feels or um, is yeah. it nice or is it's, it's the metrics. It's black and white. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and as I said before, yeah, if your outcome is to earn 500k, right. Um, I'm not too interested in you read seven books on ABC. I'm not too in- interested in that. Um, right, what's the exact process we've used? Randy, I've, I've tried double R, double R, put in 200 leads and it didn't work. Okay, great. Um, go and make 200 calls and tell me that works. Um, and you can't get this view. We're building virtually all of you, bar about 10% of you, all of you, whether you're already at half a million, essentially we're building a business from the ground up because we're, we're going from – um, the old way, and we've had to change your positioning, change your networks, change your databases, implement new tools. We're literally building a business from the ground up for, for virtually all of you. And if you went into business now, any business, you know, start a plumbing business, and you said, right, I'll, um, end of week one, I've got, no, I've got no plumbing clients, or end of month one, well, I've posted three blog posts, and everyone has see, see me as an expert. What sort of mindset is that? And that's one of the things I was going to mention before. One of my um, masterminds, when I went to an Amsterdam a few months ago, um, you know, the guy, you know, this guy's in, uh, in, the, in the fitness industry and, you know, one of his clients, and he was talking about this, you know, one of his clients like, well, I've, I've been posting now on online for, I can't remember what it was, but it's like four weeks, five weeks. And um, <laughs> we're building a business here, guys. We're building a business. So even a direct strategy like this, a campaign whereby you can put 100 leads in, you can get a result within 24 hours. You can get clients, candidates within 24 hours. You can. Simple as that. If you can get a run in 24 hours, you will get a result. You might get 10, 10%, you might get 50% come back to you. But you're going to get potentially clients, candidates as soon as you get this running. Now, to what degree you use that and to what degree the quality comes down to different points of failure, you know, the data, the, the open, the reply, the inbound, etc. But it's all about the metrics. There's no woo-woo about this. It's not whether you like it. It's the metrics. And I don't want to be too crass, but I've said this to you, um, virtually all of you. Ultimately, it comes down to how much you're earning, first of all. So, Keith, you know, you're, you're, um, you know, the outcomes uh, for all of you is, Andy, I want to be earning X amount a year. Or for you, your, your outcomes, yeah, I want to earn more, but also I want to be working less, which is cool. Not every recruiter is like you, Keith. But if you think about this, you've got a process, and you've got to get, let the metrics drive the success of that process. And it's so, so, so important. And I can't stress that enough. And, Keith, thanks for letting – We'll just re-establish that because as much as you go through this and say, oh, I've tried it, and it, it, it's the metrics tell that. If you send me an email saying, I've tried double R, double R, it's, it's bullshit, it doesn't work. Okay, great. What metrics? Well, I put 100 in. What happened? Well, 97% um, weren't delivered. Okay, well, 
in the form of strategy, your data sucks. What do you do with the data? Yeah. Um, put it back to you. Um, right, or, or with Rika. So Rika said, um, Andy, I've done this, and um, the reply rate, well, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't, wasn't working. Great, send me the template. We tweaked it, picked up 100K this week. So the metrics will always drive it. It's not down to whether you like it. It's not down to whether you believe in it. It's not down to whether the industry believes in it. And to be honest, I'm really ha happy that everyone thinks we're crazy. They think we're a little bit mental. And some people think we're full of shit. I think it's great. Leave them to it. Um, let them keep doing what they're doing. It's, it's our little secret, our little party. But you must let the metrics drive it. It's, if you must. If you put 500 leads in and you haven't got clients and candidates at the back end of it, then, yeah, We've got a problem, but we can fix it. But the metrics will drive that, guys. But if you dabble in it and you put 50 in and then, oh, it's delivered or whatever, then you know what? The point of failure is you. The point of failure is the data. The point of failure is whatever it is. The process works, and it works every single time. And the worst case scenario is this. Once you've got metrics and you share them with me, straight away I can improve it. Straight away. I'm sure Keith could now because he's been through it so many times. And in time, you'll be able to teach your own recruiters and your own team members how to do it. But the metrics drive this, guys. So the working versus the works, that's all about metrics. It's not about how you feel about it or what you want to do. It comes down to, to base metrics. And the first metric with this process is, right, what data set have you put into it? So if you come to me and say this process didn't work, okay, great. I'm going to say to you, send me your metrics. We put 57 people in and seven got delivered or we, we got um, – 1% open rate, or we got 1%, okay, great, straight away we can see the problem. But you must let the metrics drive you. And, you know, we, we see this thing in, in business all the time, working on the business, in the business. A lot of time it's just bullshit. People don't actually walk the walk on this. But it does come down to metrics, as simple as that. So I love the working versus works, Keith. It's just, that's just on the yeah. money, isn't it? It's just so, it really so is. true. Yeah. I think so. And, and we talked on it, uh, we touched on it briefly earlier, Andy, and it, you know, again, another one of my little cliches that I use, that, that's one thing. I think so when something works, is working, it's not a proof it works, right? So once you get to the point that it does work, it is based on the metrics. That's, that's a factor. But, but the second thing is as well, if you start to pin these down into five, six, seven, you know, maybe eight stages of what you actually do in recruitment, get every one of those stages not only working, but to a point over a proven time frame of doing the statistics consistently every single day, you'll get to a point where you'll have a metric that will show that that works too. To what level that works, that can be tweaked, admitted. But the point is, whether it be Double R Campaign or Content Canon or, or Webinar or Maven Webinar or a, a podcast or whatever it needs to be, that they will have metrics attached to them. And for me... I'm very shy at some of the systems already, and you know, I haven't even tackled Maven webinars yet. You know, I can't wait to see what that brings to the table. Um, I've not even done podcasts yet. You know, I've got, I've not done video casts yet. There's just so much more to actually put into the system. But if you get to the end of the 2017, from my perspective, I hope to have at least eight of these different pillars with an outcome, and that outcome is just to be tweaked where I can work. We mentioned earlier, work on the business to make that outcome better. But at the point by 2017 at the end, to work out of the business to show where that can be tweaked. And that and that that's it. And that that is recruitment demand, as I said earlier. I love that the out of the business and and you're right, it's all about the pillars. So this is just again guys, this this is just one pillar, double R double R. This isn't this is just one pillar which you must get through. Um, you know, those internal blocks, it's just one pillar that we need to be implementing. Let me just nip through these questions again, make sure I've covered everything off. 
Um, we'll just oh, keep doing... Why are you going through that, Andy, as well? It's important that, I think you mentioned it, a couple of sessions you've done now, you've actually said that these are essential pillars. This one is, is so crucial. And it's so crucial because it's not just a double R campaign. It's also a marketing campaign. It's putting your business out there. It's making sure that people are aware in the industry that you actually exist. I think it's essential that this is actually done. So for me, it took me six months to get my head around it. So I understand if someone's not done it yet or they're not, on, they're not you know, fully sure of why they're not doing it. But you've got to really, you know, this whatever you do to relax, whether it's a bottle of wine or it's a, it's a coffee with your mates or whatever it is, You've got to do it this weekend. You've got to go and do this, and you've got to get it working. Because otherwise, you're just I don't know, you're kind of blowing smoke up your own recruitment backside until you've done it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's the key thing. So it took six months to get you, to get it. But you're right. This I said it the last two two weeks. You know, I've been very forceful with everyone. This isn't um, you know nice. Let's, let's have a, a rah rah and go through a really cool strategy. This is um, an absolute must have in your business. Um, and it's as simple as that. Um, Dan, is he? We covered that one. Uh, your client leads. So you receive vacancies from your new clients through this process, through double R, double R, and then you pass them through yeah. to your consultants, and they um, they find suitable candidates. Um, I, I think I can answer this for you, but you can put me right. And the process also brings in the candidates, Gary. So the process brings in the clients, the process brings in the candidates, uh, apart from a few anomalies, I assume. Is that correct? Absolutely correct, yeah. Yeah, so the process the brings... The only anomaly in that, sorry, Andy. The only anomaly in that is the one account manager that does the whole process itself, in a typical recruitment model. Um, but but even that person, I bring in the clients to her, and then she works with the clients. I bring in the candidates to her, and she works with the candidates. So the process still happens, but she's just got the warmer side of it rather than the cold side of it. So if you think about having a mass, say, say in your marketplace, you've got um, 100,000 potential clients. And um, let's keep it nice and simple, 100,000 potential candidates. But you've got 10 different types of client, 10 different types of candidate. What you do is you focus on client type one and candidate type one. So the two marry up, the two match up. So you run a campaign to get the clients. You run a campaign to get the candidates. So the two marry up. So you've got clients needing these candidates. Your candidates come back and they want to move to this client. Then you find them off to your remote, your remote team. So um, it's about that mapping. So the session that might give you an insight to that, I think it was Gary asked that, was the data mapping navigator, but essentially that's what you're going to do. But the process brings in both clients and candidates. Um, when the VA it, also brings in, uh, it also brings in things that you don't expect <laughs> in a good way. Um, you know, just this week, I mean, I've been working on this superhumanomics now for about six months just to get this working first before I start moving into the six-figure realm. Um, but, but just last week alone, you know, I've had... Um, three different candidates that have come on board and they're all quarter million owners. You know, that, 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 that's a 50 grand fee per placement if one of those guys comes in minimum. Um, you'd expect over the year you're going to do a couple of them just because they came in through the net. Um, that, that's ridiculous. That's just, <laughs> that's flagged that on, on a side product of this process that wouldn't have happened without the process and it wasn't the purpose of the process. I love that. And guys, it's just um, something I did mention before, and perhaps I didn't give enough focus on this. Remember what Keith said, he's, he's got the process working for Humonics, then he's going to replicate it into a new niche. So once he's got it working once, he's going to replicate it. So remember one of the earliest um, hot seats we did on this strategy with Paul? It was um, Paul Roberts, and uh, you know, the chap took his team from either six or seven down to three or four, but doubled the revenue in the first quarter of um, actually getting it up and running. And he systemized the process. It rolled out across his three, four um, consultants. 
what Keith's doing is not just rolling out across consultants, but into a new niche, thinking about actually scaling up, which is where we want to be. But it's about the process in this um, replicating that process, which which is the key thing here, guys. Um, John, uh, it may have been covered already. When the VA finds a LinkedIn profile and they send a message to link, are they then put into double R, double R as well, like a pincer movement? Do you want to repeat that, Andy? Sorry. Yeah, so when your VA finds a, a profile yeah. and they, they, um, they, they create the details, so we get 3,000 details a month. We create a database of 3,000 new ca- candidates. Number one, um, do they connect? Number two, do they send a message on LinkedIn? And number three, do they then go through double R, double R all at the same time or within a short period of time? Yeah, okay. And uh, Well, because uh, as I said earlier, the, the VA that I've currently got, which is a brand new VA, by the way, um, this person at the moment is doing my contacts on clients for me and first engagement email, which I've actually written for them. So that, that's what that person's doing. And then when that person, when I get a response from that um, first engagement email, I'm taking over the process with that process. Okay. So VA sends out connection. It's on LinkedIn, by the way. VA sends out the connection. They do the first engagement email. And once I get a response to that, I'm then taking over and they're getting the, the, the Keith Southern show, so to speak. Um, when, on the other side of the fence, when I've got, I've got that same VA's team doing some stuff for me to build the database, as I said, to bridge that gap between the shortfall I've got on candidates and clients in the market sector, um, at the moment, that is work in progress just to be put through a double R campaign. I've not looked further than that at this point, so... I haven't got any stats to give you of worth yet to be able to tell you what I'm going to do with that. Good. So you're just starting to integrate that part of the business, but the, the, the I, th- I think the outcome is this. So as you guys know, the, the training mark is LinkedIn campaigns with the LinkedIn templates. Um, so what you will, what Keith's doing here is the, the VA is actually building up the network. So we're looking to add a, around 500 to 1,200 new contacts a month to your LinkedIn network. That's step one. Number two, as they connect, he's sending out message one. And then when, when message two comes in, Keith's taking over. Now in time, um, we want you to actually not be doing that, Keith. You know, you, you shouldn't be yeah. even doing that message two. Yeah. That, that, that part can be systemized as well. So generally, there'll be five to ten responses maximum, and that message two can be taken over by VA also. Um, but anyway, you've yes. done that at the second. But step three, what's also happening then is we're building a network. So we're identifying um, uh Identifying Rachel, she's an awesome candidate. We're going to connect with her. Number two, she connects to that message one. But also number three, we're going to uh, get the contact details. Then number four, we're going to add them into double R, double R. So the word John used was pincer movement, which is pretty cool. So we've got those steps happening, all done by a VA, nothing to do with you, all done by an external person. So um, part of that process is... I say, even just using a LinkedIn strategy, you, you're going to be picking up clients, candidates along the way, but combine it with double R, double R, combine it with um, content, which is the, really the key thing, guys, the authority piece. Um, that's when the results, your, your conversion figures are, are crazy, Keith. Now, you're, when you have that 94% rate, if you think about when you're actually known in the marketplace and your name is, is quote, everywhere and you've got that position in, um, it's, it's going to be difficult to improve that conversion figure, but what will happen at the back end of that process? I think also as well, it, it, you know, it lends itself to more so. It, it stops the, 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 the BS conversations about the things that you don't want to talk about in recruitment, i.e. the rates, yeah. rebate period, you know, payment terms, all that kind of stuff that really should be, should be not really discussed in this kind of call. The, the whole point of having these cherry-picked clients is that you have nice relationships with them. 
I don't want to be selling to someone to, to explain why they should be using Bimonomics. It should be like, you know what? I'm coming to you because you're a great client. You should be coming to us because we can say, let's not have any bullshit about what we're actually going to do to actually do this, make this happen. Let's just make it happen. So we can have the nice side of it. Um, so we don't have the rates discussions anymore. We don't necessarily have that stuff. And it, and it just helps the whole thing to be a little bit more happier. And, you know, without being a new age hippie about this, I just want to be a little bit more happy. And <laughs> <laughs> this is helping me do that. <laughs> Peace, man. Um, <laughs> we've um, got to the end of the session around about so what Keith's doing in the business. And just to recap, and what he's really focused on there is three phases of where he was where he is now, where he's going to be. Yeah, on the clients, I still am, as I say. Once I've actually made sure that they want to deal with humanomics, or indeed I want to deal with them, at that point, I farm those clients and jobs out to the account managers. So I, I'm the first real conversation with these clients that they get. Um, I said it before, but you know, not wishing not to be uh, short with, about this, but anything that goes to my account managers is already agreed. They're a candidate looking or they're a client looking, full stop. There's no more heartache for the consultants to actually do the work. That's already agreed. Um, so that, that's the whole point of that, is that the account managers just fill the vacancies. It's kind of a you know a delivery role, really, more than anything else. I love that. Garth, um, hopefully you're still, um, you're still there, Garth. So think about your business. If you can imagine your, um, your, your, your guys, rather than them doing what they're doing now, which is going out and they're doing their own thing and getting the leads and getting the candidates. Imagine if they've got um, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 candidates, clients coming to them. So we focus on Java. We focus on whatever the next um, it's going to be, the, um, the database, the ERP, whatever it might be. So if you think about that, it's a completely different business model, which is where you want to be moving towards. So remember we spoke about scaling across the business, not focusing just on the Java bit, folk, um, first of all. I think it'd be where you can see yourself, how it'd be relevant. And also, Andy, it's worth noting on that that I didn't um, tweet them immediately. You know, I used exactly copy and paste your templates and use those. And it was when we'd gone through five or six hundred clients, for example, that it was like, you know, some people, <laughs> some people were quite rude. Let's be, <laughs> let, let's put that out there. Um, and they were, you know, unnecessarily rude. I thought, for the sake of receiving an email in their inbox, and you need to get a like. Jesus, there's far worse things out there. Um, but moreover, it was when I actually then quizzed those people on why were they so pissed off with the um, email that I'd sent. That it was just it was just my terminology and the way that I had written the email. So I, I changed them a little bit based on again surveying what these people thought of that email and tweaked it a little bit. Keith, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So again, so this is the, the key thing here. So all of you said, "Why is Keith going to copy them?" Um, the templates are there for you to use. And I say to all of you, tweet them to fit your marketplace. If, you, if, you're, if you've got no idea, use them. Literally copy what's there and send it out and send me the metrics. And if we send this out and this is, these are the metrics, then we can see straight, straight away what's working, what's not working. But here's the thing. Part of the reason we must go through the avatar process in that first 90 days is because you must understand your client. You must understand your candidate. And again, so you use the word terminology. This is key, guys. So the reason why we've got that 90-day plan, first 90 days, New, new niche, new desk, is we need to understand the foundation part and the traction part. And in the foundation part, we've got the avatar. So don't just copy Keith. Keith had to tweak it to fit his marketplace, but, but he's taken the core template and then tweaked it. So I actually recommend you do the same. You take the core template and tweak it. Um, and guys, same with the LinkedIn. 
Exactly. Exactly. All of you have got a different avatar. All of you got got a different client, a different candidate. Now, some of you work with um, six-year-old guys who work in the city who've never been on the webinar. Some of you work with 21-year-old fashion people who are just young, hungry, and just everything's digital. You've got completely different avatars. But the very first step is just take it, copy it, send it. It's that simple. Well, in that case, Keith, thank you again. Um, Welcome. I'm, I'm going to ping you a message afterwards and uh, okay. let's connect. And uh, if you think about this, you know, the, if you think about the remote side of things, step one, two, three, four, five, just start getting your mindset in that way. I'll send you a message, a video after the call. Um, but yeah, it's been of that much value. We need another one, which is brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, Keith, okay. thank you so much, Keith. So I'm going to. Um, All right. Awesome, sir. Thanks, Keith. Take care. Yes, bye. Bye, bye. That's Keith. Um, quite a few of you saying that's the best seat we've had, which is um, which is awesome stuff. Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out recruitmentmarketinginternational.com.